Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trust issues. Yo, what up, y'all? It's Dez. We man, listen, man. It's 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 a. This is a pretty much just a recap of the last trust issues, trust issues, because it's wild how pretty much everything that I said in the mid-season wrap-up bound up bearing out in the game today, isn't it? Um, yo, came in a little hot with the uh, indignation right there. Sorry about that one. Didn't mean to be so vain, um, but... I know what I see, man, and I share what I see with y'all, and it's very, I'm not even going to pretend it's not, very satisfying to see my words come true. Um, And, you know, what did I say just two days ago in Trust Issues 6? Oh, by the way, this is Dez. This is Trust Issues presented by the You Heard Me Podcast. Uh, Make sure you follow at You Heard Me, D-A-W-G, at You Heard Me Dog on Instagram and Twitter. Um, it is Sunday, November the 7th is 4.40 p.m. on the East Coast, uh, literally just after the game. Um, all we got to talk about is what we talked about a couple of days ago, which is starting off slow, giving teams that have no business doing what they're doing against you an opportunity to do that. Um, they said, for example, at one point in the game, they said that the, the um, this was after the – this was after the second time Justin Jefferson converted a, a third down for the Vikings. They said the Vikings today are three for three on third down. They were one for 13 last week, right? How many times do I talk about whatever you suck at, you'll fix it against the Ravens? How many times do I say that? Whatever you suck at, oh, you playing against the John Harbaugh-led coaching staff? You'll get it right that week. Um, now, the Vikings had, you know, the the probably statistically the best – pass rush group or, you know, pass rushing performance in the league between pressure rate and sacks. And it showed today, but they have Danell Hunter, who's one of the best edge players in the league out. And then Harrison Smith got out from COVID just this morning. So Harrison Smith being, you know, arguably the best free safety in the league, um, you know, him being out of the game probably changes, at least in the defensive coordinator's mind, you would imagine, a lot of what they can call. But for a lot of the plays in this game, it didn't make a difference because whoever the Vikings had out there for a good portion of this game, um, they played well, you know. But here's another game where the Ravens are down 14-3. to Um <laughs> Then and then you know we go into the half. It's you know it's close. What was it seventeen to ten? And then they run the opening kick return back. What you got to say about this team, if nothing else, man, is they. At the end of the day, they want it. At the end of the day, this team wants it. They don't want it at the beginning of the day. They don't want any fucking smoke until they're losing by double digit points. It's like, are, are is this year's Ravens team saying? Um, <laughs> this year's Ravens team saying that everybody in the league is our little brother or our girlfriend or something like that, and we're going to spot them 10 points before we'll, we'll play in our game to 11. It doesn't make sense because when you see the way that they played in the fourth quarter and specifically at the end of the third quarter going into the fourth quarter, um, what you saw was the identity that got this team 
that 14 and two record in 2019. And then what you also saw was the progression that can take this team beyond where any of the teams since 2019 have gone, which is the passing game with Mark Andrews, with uh, Marquise Brown, with Pat Ricard, whom I have said is the most important player on the Ravens offense. Um, Also with um, Rashad Bateman now, who yet again, you know, the biggest play of the day for the Ravens on offense, I would argue, besides a couple of those Hollywood catches, I would argue that the biggest play of the day on offense was when the Ravens got that pass interference against Bateman at the end of the second uh, at the end of the second quarter to even give us a chance because it was looking very three and outish right there. Or maybe what was it four or five and out on that at that point. I think we were run I think we had gotten one first down. Before that, but if we hadn't, you know, we're talking about it, we were going to go into the half down 14-3, giving them the ball back and having uh, no real momentum at any point of offense. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. I could I could have looked up the stat, but it, like I said, I'm doing this right after the game, so forgive my lack of time to research, and I don't have Jamie to ask to pull this up right now. Uh, or Lee, or anybody, any other podcast uh, sidekick, producer, whatever you want to call him. But the um, what was the even point that I was trying to make? I'm stupid. Um, <laughs> I don't think that the Ravens have have drawn pass interference this season. I don't remember the Ravens drawing pass interference last season. I don't remember the last time the Ravens have drawn pass interference. I don't. I can't remember the amount of times they've all blended together. The amount of times we've been called. But when was the last time a Ravens receiver put the pressure on a, on a defense and made them cheat, and we actually got the call? You know, when was the last time a quarterback threw a competent enough pass to that receiver in that situation for them to even call that? How many times did Torrey Smith get interfered with? Did Steve Smith, did Jacoby Jones, did all of these guys get interfered with only for Joe to throw a ball five yards out of bounds or five yards in front of him so it didn't even matter? Right? Lamar's best throw of the day was spoiled, and that's the theme of 2021. His best throw of the day gets spoiled by a drop. Because <laughs> that Mark Andrews drop in the beginning of the game in the first quarter, that was a hell of a dime. Um, but listen, man, you know, they ran an 18 play, 10 minute, what was it? 90 yard drive to basically reestablish themselves in that game. Um, in the face of the kick return touchdown penalty on the kick return combo. Um, it's, it's a big, big moment for the team at that point. Well, actually, no, the. They got backed up because it was the hold on the punt. But that was the one thing I was going to say that that really stood out to me today that was different than other games. And I think at the end of the day, and we might have gone over them with that those two straight penalties in overtime, but at one point they showed that both teams had eight penalties against them in the game. Now that's, a, it's, that's nuts. The refs decided a lot of this game in that way. But – they did call shit against both teams, and both teams did have obvious moments where they should have been called. 
the horse collar on Lamar was one of the biggest gifts that we had in this game. And I think that that's probably the thing that stands out to me the most of this game was we got three gifts that changed the course of the game. Because it was those two plays, and then it was when Devontae Freeman got pushed by the inactive guy or the coach or whoever that was on the sideline um, late in the game. You know what I mean? Like that, you know, I, I think we had gotten the first down on that play anyway, but it was like now we got an extra 15 yards or an extra half the distance to the goal. I can't remember off the top of my head, but, you know, it was, it was um, yet again, another – Overly exciting game that none of us asked for to be that exciting. <laughs> and, um, man, like, I don't know, y'all. It's it's becoming really, really um, – it's becoming really, really uh, – I don't even know the adjective to describe the season. But, you know, we've been here before, guys, with – with teams that start slow and have the grit and the determination in the players to, to make plays at the end of the games. Um, the offensive line in pass protection, it's one of the worst performances I've seen. Like Lamar had, he threw the ball, what, 40 times plus this game. Let's say he threw the ball 40 times. He maybe had 10 clean pockets. He maybe had 10 clean dropbacks, step up, stand tall, throw the ball in rhythm, nobody hits you. Maybe 10 out of his 30, out of his 40, rather. Off the top of my head that I can remember. But I'm remembering at least 15 plays when Lamar is scrambling. I'm thinking Lamar got 20-something carries in this game. Half of them were scrambles. More than half of them were scrambles. No continuity can be established on offense because they can't block. What did I say in the last episode? If the Ravens block, you cannot stop them. What happened down the stretch in this game when the Ravens went on another 24 to nothing run or 24 to 7 run? They blocked. Who did I say in my bold prediction? at the end of the episode last time, was going to establish themselves. Marquise Brown, who was the biggest friggin' player on the field besides Lamar Jackson today? Marquise Brown. Don't listen to anybody else until you checked in with trust issues first if you're worried about sounding smart when you talk about the Ravens, Joe. If you're worried about Watching the games with some sort of context. Just come over to trust issues, y'all. Moving forward, though, we're talking about getting into this hell stretch. We got at Miami on Thursday night. This team is going to be right back out there with playing against another bad team, another sub-500 team, another team that's missing key players. <clears throat> And we've given another team another instance of film that shows that these guys can easily be touched. But what's encouraging, yet again, is outside of the issues with pressure, no less than half of the issues that the offense faced today were not self-inflicted besides the blocking. 
But Lamar will probably be the first to tell you that he did not have his best game as a thrower of the football, especially in the beginning. And, you know, one thing is I think becoming a parent, guys, is I think Lamar starts games, I don't want to say nervous in the way that most people would, would receive it, but I definitely think Lamar does not start games relaxed and locked in and without jitters because it it happens almost without fail now in his career that unless the first drive starts with a big throw or is predicated on the run game, it's rare that Lamar is going to come out and throw his first X number of passes crisply. But it's very common that after a few incompletions, after a few of those throws where he taps both hands to his helmet and taps his chest or takes his helmet off mad walking to the sideline because it's fourth down now, once he gets through those, then he starts just throwing dots. And this game was one where if he had continued at the pace he was at, with running for his life and dropbacks and scrambling and having to do design runs. I don't know if he was going to make it through the game today. So it was really nice. And I think Schlereth even made the the joke during the broadcast at one point. He was like, how about Lamar giving the ball to somebody else for a change? <laughs> and it was nice to see Devontae Freeman in the back half of that game and Le'Veon in the back half of that game, you know, fall forward a lot and see when we were running that power run scheme instead of trying to, you know, get too fancy with the read option when we were just running straight powers, especially when we're running from a traditional eye formation. Almost every time we run from that eye formation, we get yards, especially last year when we had Gus. It was guaranteed like seven yards anytime we lined up in eye formation. Why? Because you got Ricard and Andrews has become an immensely better run blocker. So, now, if they're talking about Boyle might be able to come back in the next two weeks, what does that mean for the scheme? You understand what I'm saying? And if this is the type of run game that we can establish against a team that we done leaned on after they beat us crazy senseless for the first two and a half quarters of the game, it was a good sight to see, guys. So, listen, going into this week in Miami, one thing we know, the stats pretty much guarantee it, the away team on a Thursday night game always has a disadvantage. Um, we're going to Miami, so you got to hope that the players, when they get there, hopefully it's such a swift business trip that they stay focused. You hate playing not just an overtime game, but a super deep overtime game going into a Thursday night road game um, from a wear and tear standpoint. But, again, it is coming off of a bye week, and then you'll get the mini bye coming after that Thursday game. I will say this, though. The Ravens desperately need to figure out a scheme between Bateman, uh, Marquise Brown, and Andrews, and DuVernay because they keep on giving DuVernay the ball. DuVernay made the catch of the game with that uh, back in the end zone tip to himself. Unbelievable catch. Unbelievable catch. And it's like, you know, we're talking about this guy as a fourth receiver. You know what I'm saying? Sammy Watkins hasn't really played in, what, three three games? I think he got hurt. What in the – what game did he get hurt in? Was it the um, the Colts game that Sammy Watkins got hurt in? 
Anyway, I'm saying, man, it's another gritty win, another time where it's going to say, hey, well, we're 6-2 and two now after, you know. But, man, it's just, as a fan, as a podcaster, you know, as a dickhead who cares too much, it's really not the greatest feeling going into your Monday morning that this is how they played. But hopefully um, we'll be comforted by the win and excited by the fact that we get to turn around and watch them in a couple of short days. Sadly, it's going to be on Fox again. Uh, I much prefer the CBS broadcast, as I explained on episode 60 of the You Heard Me podcast titled Football Music. Anybody who missed that and is a football fan. And I also think that that's a fun episode to go back and listen to um, now, knowing what we know. But anyway, y'all, um, checking in again. Uh, episode 70, You Heard Me is coming out uh, probably around this or in tandem with this. I'm either going to drop them both tonight or uh, one today, one tomorrow, maybe one on Tuesday. We'll see. But appreciate y'all for checking in as always, man. I'm going to go finish the rest of these bloodlights and eat the rest of this food. And I'm going to see y'all in a little bit, man. Make sure y'all follow, like I said, on Twitter. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Five star that joint. I'm getting out of here, though, y'all. At you heard me, dog. D-A-W-G on Twitter and Instagram. Be safe, y'all.